You're listening to Radio Looks Listed. I'm your host, Steve Matthews. Thanks for joining me for episode 90. The title of this episode is Rome's Demon Goddess in the Innovation of America. So we're going to get to talking about all that stuff here in just a moment. But I just want to say thanks so much for joining me here again uh, this evening, or this morning, I should say. It's about 1 o'clock in the morning. You know, it's just that problem, that old problem again. It's like, I can't ever... Um, it seems like there's just not enough hours in a day to get all of the stuff done that I need to get done. Um, it's amazing how that uh, that always works out that way. Um, but it does. Um, I did get some stuff done today. I got uh, quite a bit done. But you know, it's just... Um, it's just tough. I think I'm going to get all this stuff finished in a day, and it just doesn't happen. So anyway, I uh, wanted to wish everybody a, a merry early Christmas. We are. I'm coming to you here. It is uh, January, oh, excuse me, January. It's December the 18th, so it's, uh, I guess, one exactly one week before Christmas. So anyway, uh, merry Christmas to, to all my, uh, my listeners and viewers out there. Um, yeah, so you know, I, it's, it, funny thing is, um, I actually had my first checks mix of the season today. You know, there, there are very few things in life that that make me happier than uh, than a good bowl of uh, of checks mix at at Christmas. Um, I think I don't know if that was my only present that I got for Christmas. I don't know. I might be pretty okay with that. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those those kind of simple pleasures in life. It's kind of up there with like uh, a peanut butter and jelly on toast and a glass of milk. You know, that that's, it is, it doesn't really get much better than that. So, you know, it's good that we can find simple pleasures. So, so that's, that's something that's a big favorite of mine. Uh, it's actually mom made some of that. So, uh, thanks to, to mom for doing that. I always appreciate that and, uh, and the, the, uh, uh, the work that she does. So, so thanks so much. Anyway, um, I know it's been a little while since I've done that. And I guess, you know, since I, I, I mentioned January before, um, I, maybe this is an early New Year's resolution. Are you allowed to make New Year's resolutions on, on December 18th? I don't know. I guess it's close enough, right? I mean, it's two weeks, just two weeks before New Year's. Yeah, I, I'm going to to make a an effort, uh, Lord willing, to to try to do more podcasting in 2023 than I am in 2022. I haven't done a very good job here over the last, uh, well, really most of this year. And I want to pick that back up because it, it's a lot of fun to do these. I, I always enjoy having an opportunity to get on, do a little live stream, uh, just talk about some stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I enjoy writing. I mean, I do write a blog post at least once a week, but I really would like to be able to do uh, a podcast once a week too. Because, I mean, there's just so much. It's just amazing. There's so much stuff out there uh, that's worth commenting on. And I, I think that if I, I could easily do one of these podcasts every day. You know, I, I'd love to have my own show every single day. You know, how, how great would that would be? Well, uh, who knows? Maybe, uh, Lord willing, maybe that'll that'll happen one of these days. But uh, but right now it hasn't. Uh, but at the very least, I would like to at least uh, start getting uh, back to doing regular podcasting again. So anyway, um, thanks for uh, for tuning in and, and listening here today. Um, got, a, let's say, a lot of interesting stuff here. And my principal topic I want to talk about is I want to talk um, about Rome and, and immigration. And, you know, I, I, sometimes people, <laughs> people I know will say, Steve, you're always going on and on and on and on and on about, about Rome and about the Pope and all the stuff they do. Well, it's true. I do. Um, I talk a lot about it. Maybe that's kind of to a point of distressing people who know me. Um, <laughs> I feel sorry for them. <laughs> I really do. Um, but uh, there, there's at least a couple reasons why I do that. You know, one of the reasons is I, I feel a real conviction um, to do that sort of thing. I, I think God called me to do that. 
and and it's it's something that um, that I think needs to be done. Number two, I mean, I think it's a really fascinating topic. It it really is, and I mean, the whole um, just just talking about the the Roman Catholic Church. I mean, when you're dealing with the Roman Catholic Church, you're dealing with the system of Antichrist. And the thing that's always astounded me about the Roman Catholic Church is is just how opposed it is, just how evil it is. I, I mean, there, there are many, many times when I've thought, you know, oh, you know, the, maybe I'm just being too hard on these guys. Maybe I'm just going overboard. And, and, and they're not as bad as I think they are. And then I'll read some headline. And, and, and the stuff that they do is so evil that it, it, it I, I'm almost stunned. I'm almost at a loss of words. I don't even know what to say. And, and I, I, I say to myself, well, not only was I not wrong in thinking that Rome was evil, uh, I was actually way too easy on these guys because however evil I thought they were before, they're like quantum levels beyond that. And, uh, the third reason, I, I guess, that, that I would say I want to talk about Rome is because almost nobody else criticizes Rome, particularly in Rome's political activities. And I've said this before, and I think it bears saying again, how many times I've read things, and we're talking about immigration, so let's just talk about immigration. There's a lot of great work that's being done by independent journalists, by patriotic Americans uh, who, who love America, um, or patriots in other countries who who love their countries. Uh, and want to stand against this huge tidal wave of mass migration, mass welfare migration into their nations. It's permanently changing them. It is destabilizing them. And it really is, is becoming an existential threat uh, to many of the nations in the West. It, it really is. And at, at the same time, you know, people complain and they talk about this and they, you know, they, um, you know, accuse various groups of, of doing these, uh, of bringing this about, but very rarely, in fact, almost never, does anybody ever talk about the role of the Antichrist Roman Catholic Church state in promoting this mass immigration disaster, which they do. And, and they do that, um, in my opinion, principally for the purpose of destabilizing independent nations, uh, sovereign nations. Uh, destroying them, making them ungovernable, and and promoting globalism. I mean, the idea is they want to fold all these nations into into a global government uh, headed by the Vatican. I mean, in other words, what they want to do they they want to scale up. You know, in, in the in the Middle Ages, I mean, in in Europe, when the Pope said jump, the only uh, the only proper response was say, "Well, how high your holiness." And they lost that during the Reformation, and they, they want to get that power back. But not only do they want to get it back, they want to enhance it. So it's not just in Europe, but it's, it's throughout the whole world. And right now, I mean, we are looking at the, uh, the very possibility in the not-too-distant future of, of having a, a global government set up. Um, and we, we already have some of the, uh, um, the beginnings of that kind of thing in the United Nations and some of these various other globalist organizations that are out there. And, and that, that threat is growing, and it's growing constantly. But yet, you know, so many people, they're focused on the World Economic Forum or the Rothschilds or the Rockefellers or, you know, the Council on Foreign Relations or the Bilderbergers and Bill Gates and George Soros and these guys. And these are all bad actors. I mean, there's no question about it. These people are bad actors, and, and they're dangerous uh, people, they're dangerous organizations, and they're evil. But they almost always forget, nobody ever mentions the fact that Rome is the beating heart 
of globalism. Gorham is the beating heart of the new world order. Now, not very many analysts believe that. I know Chris Pinto, uh, who has his uh, Noise of Thunder radio podcast, uh, whose work I, I admire a lot. He talks about that. He understands that. But he's one of the very few people uh, who gets that. It's one of the reasons why I recommend his program, because I, I know when I listen to it, I always learn something new. But I, I just I appreciate the fact that he has a proper understanding of uh, of what Rome is and the centrality of the Roman church state in uh, promoting globalism. And so we're going to look at um, one just some examples of that here today. Uh, just this past week, uh, in fact, uh, on the December 12th of every year, so I guess what that was six days ago. I guess it would have been last Monday. Um, the, uh, the the Roman Catholic Church celebrates the the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and they claim it's an apparition of Mary. Now, it, it whatever occurred in uh, in uh, I think what what year was that? Fifteen thirty one. Whatever occurred, I, you know, the uh, there was a, uh, a a man by the name of Juan Diego. Uh, who claimed that this this apparition appeared to him on a number of uh, number of occasions in 1531, and the what whatever it was that appeared, uh, it certainly was not Mary, the biblical Mary. Um, you know, now a, a long time ago, you know, before I really started studying the Roman Catholic Church, I, I had this opinion that all, a lot of this uh, Mary and these apparitions of Mary in this. That it was was really superstition. That it was uh, something that somebody was was making up. Um, that it wasn't a real thing. But in the more that I've studied and you know I've I've read and listened to uh, read some things by Timothy Kaufman, uh, my friend uh, Tim Kaufman, um, and uh, and, and listened to him, and I actually have had a chance to talk to him and interview him on a few occasions. Uh, his view on it, and, and I agree with him on this. That that you know these apparitions. Uh, maybe not every apparition is is uh, is an actual thing. Maybe some of these things are made up, but these these major apparitions of which Our Lady of Guadalupe is one. If they're anything, they're demonic, and that's why I call it Rome's demon goddess. Because I mean, this is you know what whatever appeared to Juan Diego in fifteen thirty one, it was not Mary. If it was anything at all, and I think it probably was, uh, it was a demonic apparition. And what's interesting is to see how the Roman Catholic Church uses Our Lady of Guadalupe now to promote mass uh, migration, uh, mass welfare migration, destructive mass welfare migration, illegal immigration into the United States of America uh, for the purposes of uh, of Romanizing America. You know, there was that that article that was written by uh, Pastor Ralph Ovidal, I think back in 2006, that I think was an outstanding article, and I think it's still one of the best articles on immigration I've seen written by a Christian. Uh, and and uh, Pastor Ovidal, he made the point that, you know, that was uh, the strategy of Rome, was to to overwhelm the United States with, uh, with Roman Catholic immigration. And not too long ago, uh, earlier this year, I read a book... Um, I was talking about the the Vatican, and it was by a fellow named Dr. Stephen Mumford, who I don't know is necessarily a Christian, 
but he was writing as a really as a more as a secular researcher and he came to realize just how powerful Rome was uh, and he was talking and he talked the main thrust of his book wasn't immigration but he did mention the fact in this book that the uh, that I think it was something like it was either 80 or 90 percent. It was an overwhelming majority of the the uh, illegal immigrants, the illegal aliens coming into the United States were Roman Catholic. Now, this was back in the 1980s. So this was maybe 35, 40 years ago. But I suspect that that number is probably still pretty much the case. Yeah, you know, I don't know exactly what it is. You know, I, I haven't seen any recent numbers on this, but I would say it's probably overwhelmingly Roman Catholic because they're coming from uh, South and Central America, which is itself overwhelmingly Roman Catholic. So, yeah, I mean, just on sheer numbers, I mean, they're just they're there Romanizing America uh, through uh, through illegal immigration. That's exactly what they're doing. And of course, that was the title of Pastor Ovidal's. Uh, piece from 2006. And I highly recommend it. If you've never read it, I, I suggest that if you just uh, go online and just put in uh, Romanizing America through illegal immigration, you'll find it. You'll find the link to that. It's, uh, that article is still available uh, on the internet. And I recommend just, it's not a long article, but it's it's quite good. And if you haven't really read much, if you're a Christian, you haven't really read much on immigration, that's a great place to start. I think he really does a good job uh, just kind of laying out the case that it's the Roman Catholic Church is promoting that stuff. That was true back in 2006, and it is at least as true today, if not more so, in here in uh, in 2022. But here's an article uh, that I found just this past week, and I wanted to talk about this. Um, the... Uh, as I mentioned, Our, Our Lady of Guadalupe is, uh, they had their feast day for Our Lady of Guadalupe on December the 12th. And the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, the USCCB, U.S. United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, they released a statement, uh, as they very often do on immigration. One of the best sources for news for Roman immigration is just to find out how guilty these guys really are of subverting the United States, how treasonous. And, and this is a treasonous organization. I don't mind using that word. Uh, in my opinion, they should be thrown out of the United States uh, for the work that they do. They constantly work to undermine our constitutional republic. That's what they do. That's like job one for these guys. Uh, it's a it's a treasonous brood of vipers. And they uh, released a statement. There's a press release. I mean, I go out usually several times a week and look at the uh, the press releases. I go to the USCCB website. And they, it never fails. You know, they, they have a lot of different press releases. Sometimes they'll be so-and-so retired or the Pope appointed this guy as bishop or something like that. But at least a, a couple times a month, typically, about at least twice a month, they will have something related to immigration. And I've been clipping and saving those articles now for a number of years. And I can tell you, in all that time, never once have I ever seen them propose a policy that was good for the United States of America. Every single policy that I have ever seen them advocate, I mean, every last one, is designed to destroy the United States of America. It is, uh, it is expressly, <laughs> now of course they don't say that, but I mean, if you look at their policies, every single policy is destructive of the United States of America, of our liberties, uh, political and economic, and... This stuff is is very serious. And again, you know, there's a lot of great work that's being done on immigration, but almost nobody talks about this part of it, 
about the, the, the culpability of Rome in promoting this immigration disaster that we have ongoing, not just in the United States, but in many other countries around the world. So anyway, let's dive into this. And uh, maybe I can do a little screen share here with you. Let's see if we can get... Uh, I always have to stop and do this. Let's see. No, we want to do that. Let's see how that. There we go. Okay, okay. So here's the headline, and this is from this is from December twelfth. So this is just six days ago, and this is from the U.S. Conference of the Catholic Bishops website, right from the horse's mouth. Here's their headline: On Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, U.S. Bishops Migration Chairman reaffirms Church's solidarity with immigrants. I notice they don't uh, they they don't uh, affirm their solidarity with Americans. They they affirm their solidarity with immigrants. That is very key. And one of the things, and you need to watch out for this. Whenever you see stories about immigration in the mainstream press, you know, and that's where they talk about ABC, NBC, CBS. Where they talk about Time Magazine, the Washington Post, the New York Times, uh, even Fox News, uh, CNN, a- a- any of these organizations your local newspaper, whenever they present a a story about immigration, it's always presented, it's always framed from the standpoint of what's good for foreigners. The question is never what's good for for American citizens, what's the right thing. It's always what's best for the illegal immigrants, what's best for the migrants, what's best for the refugees. And, And nobody ever even considers what's best for the American people. And you see that right here in this headline. They stand in solidarity uh, with, uh, with immigrants. Well, they're not really immigrants. I mean, an immigrant, uh, you know, you, what you're dealing with is illegal aliens. I mean, that, that's, that's the proper term. But they're trying to call them immigrants, so they're going to whitewash this thing. And they're going to stand in solidarity with these illegal aliens. So let's read a little bit through the article here. And uh, the dateline here, it's in Washington. So the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, you know, they're, um, they're, they're right in the heart of the beast there. Um, right at the center of power. And they write this, Today marks the Catholic Church's annual celebration of Our Lady of Guadalupe, a title ascribed to the Virgin Mary after she appeared to uh, St. Juan Diego multiple times in 1531. Okay, well, um, first of all, it wasn't the Virgin Mary. Uh, as I say, if anything, and I, and I do believe that this was a demonic apparition. Uh, the, the Virgin Mary, the, uh, the Mother of Christ, uh, she is in heaven. Uh, she's not going around appearing at these various places and uh, presenting false gospels to people, uh, and, and and that's one of the things that's interesting. If you you read through it, and I would uh, would uh, I think uh, Tim Kaufman he blogs at uh, uh, it's a it's called uh, Out of His Mouth is the uh, his his uh, his blog. And he's got some books out there now. One of them is called Quite Contrary, and he's talking about the doctrine of Mary and. You know, like Mary, Mary, quite contrary. That's where the title of that comes from, and and of course the the things that this quote Mary, and and again we're talking about demonic apparitions here. The statements that are attributed to this uh, this demon or demons or you know if maybe it's multiple demons are doing this, I I don't know, um, but it's it's always blasphemous. It's always uh, the gospel is always false. It's always directing people to. Uh, to the wrong place. It doesn't direct people to repentance toward God and faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, it doesn't do that at all. It doesn't teach the gospel of justification by faith alone. It teaches a false gospel. It talks, I think it was the Apostle John wrote somewhere, he talks about testing the spirits. Well, the, these are false spirits. These are lying spirits. But 
it's these lying false spirits that the Antichrist Church of Rome uses uh, to push mass uh, illegal immigration into the United States of America to the benefit of the Antichrist Roman Catholic Church state and to the harm of the American people. That's what they do. So anyway, the article continues. The feast day of December 12th was first established by Pope Benedict XIV in 1754. So it's been going on a long time. Uh, I guess we're going on, uh, well, it's getting close to, uh, um, well, it's going on 300 years. Um, and, uh, and the Pope, uh, and Pope John Paul II declared Our Lady of Guadalupe as patroness of the Americas and star of the new evangelization, evan- evangelization in 1999. Okay. So yeah, there's a, there's another issue there. Um, <laughs> Pope John Paul II, uh, making these kinds of statements, uh, Catholic communities across the United States, Mexico, and elsewhere maintain a strong devotion to Our Lady of Guadalupe, who is venerated as a symbol of unity and diversity and maternal concern. Well, I have no doubt that there are many Catholic communities that, that do uh, do that very thing. Now, this is interesting here. It says, Bishop Mark J. Seitz of El Paso, chairman of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee on Migration, issued the following statement. I want to stop there for just a moment. This bishop, this Mark J. Seitz, he was recently appointed, I think within the last maybe couple months or so. I'd have to double-check, but it's fairly recent. He has taken over as the chairman of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee on Migration. And you know, one of the things that's interesting is El Paso is becoming ground zero for the mass migration of of illegal aliens into the United States of America. I have some friends that live in that area. And uh, they're familiar with this Mark J. Seitz and, and, and his blasphemy. I, I sent, uh, in fact, I sent, uh, sent them a, an article this past week. One of them responded, you know, he just said, it's just blasphemy what this guy is saying. And, and of course, he's right uh, to, say, to, uh, to, to say it as blasphemy. And I think it's not surprising at all that the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops would promote Mark J. Seitz, the bishop right on the border. I mean, El Paso is right on the border. It's in the extreme west of Texas. And it's right on the border on the Rio Grande, uh, and right across the right, it, it's immediately north of the Mexican city of Juarez, Ciudad Juarez. It's called. Uh, they, that's how they say it in Spanish, or just Juarez is usually the way we we Americans would say it. And uh, Juarez is a big place. I'm trying to remember now. I because I, I visited uh, my friends down there a few years ago, and and I think Juarez is maybe. I want to say maybe 2 million people. I mean, it's a big place. It's not a little town. Um, uh, I was, when I went, I was surprised how big Juarez was. And, uh, and uh, El Paso is a good sized city too. So, I mean, when you put those two together, you, you have a, a very large uh, metro area between those two cities. And so this is what Mark J. Seitz has to say, quote, When we speak about the issue of immigration, we are fundamentally addressing the movement of people, human persons created in the image and likeness of God, each one of them a brother or sister to us all. Unfortunately, this truth is often obscured by political rhetoric, fear-mongering, and hyperbole. Our Lady of Guadalupe points us to a better way, one that ultimately leads to reconciliation. Well, okay, so, you know, there are a lot of problems here. And, you know, one of the things, he, you know, he talks about uh, these... Uh, the issue of immigration, he doesn't identify it as illegal illegal immigration or uh, these people as illegal aliens. I mean, what he does, he talks about uh, it's the movement of people, human persons created in the image and likeness of God. Well, that's true. I mean, these all of these people, whether they are Ill- illegal aliens or not, yes, they bear they are the they they bear the image of God. They are the image of God. 
Uh, you know, man is the image of God. That's what the Bible teaches. That's true. Uh, and that's true, you know, whether someone is a, a believer, whether someone's a Christian, or even if someone isn't a Christian, we all, uh, we all are, are the image of God. And, you know, that is why, that's fundamentally the reason why, why murder uh, is, is a capital crime, because, you know, uh, man's made in the image of God, and um, that is, is really an attack on God. When, when, we, when we kill our fellow man, we murder our fellow man, um, you know, we are, are murdering uh, uh, an image bearer of God. That is true. And, and this is one of the things that I, I think this is an important point, and that is that uh, people, even if they are radically, I mean, this, this Mark Seitz, he's not a Christian. Uh, you know, he is a, a tool of, uh, of Antichrist. No, he's, he's not a Christian. Uh, even though he might use some Christian-sounding rhetoric, he, he's not a Christian. Roman Catholicism is not Christianity, and Roman Catholics are not Christians. And but it doesn't mean he can't be right about some things. You know, he can. You know, he can make true statements. But when you consider those statements in the full context of 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 the Roman Catholic system, and that's what we have to do here, he he's always going to even if he makes a statement that you or I might agree with that he's going to use it in a way that, that is unbiblical, that is unchristian. And you can see him doing that right here. So he talks about human persons created in the image and likeness of God, uh, each of them brother or sister to us all. Well, if you mean brother and sisters and a brother and sister in Christ, no. Uh, if, if these people are, are Roman Catholics or they, they belong to some other religion, if they're not Christians, uh, no, they are not our brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, perhaps by God's grace, maybe they will be one day. I, I don't know, and, and I don't mean to sit here and and say these people. There's no hope for these people that are that are pouring across our border. Um, you know, I, I get upset with them and in, in, in the things that they're doing. I mean, what they are doing is illegal. But people like Mark J. Seitz have by far the greater sin because they are the ones that are encouraging this stuff. Mark J. Seitz is far more guilty than these these migrants that are, are coming across our southern border illegally. Um, and then, of course, he goes on and, and he makes a statement. He says, Our Lady of, Lady of Guadalupe points us to a better way. Well, no, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. And I'm not going to say she because it's, you know, it's, you know, we're, we're dealing here with, with a demonic apparition. It does not point us to a better way. It points us to a much, much worse way. It points us to a satanic way, the end of which is death. Uh, but I mean, you know, Mark Mark J. Seitz is quite deceived, and I mean, he issues. I mean, he just it just blasphemy just comes out of his mouth constantly, uh, as is the case with uh, with other uh, other prelates of the Roman Catholic Church state. So uh, Seitz continues here. He says the bishops of the United States continue to affirm the natural right to migrate, balanced with the sovereign right of countries to uphold their borders, as well as their obligations to provide human, uh, humane processes for newcomers. Okay, so let's take that statement apart a little bit. Um, you know, this is another one of these rights that that Rome uh, Rome invents. I mean, Rome has come up with a great big long list of rights. Uh, and when they talk about having a natural right to migrate, what they also mean is that you as an American citizen, or if you happen to be in another, uh, say, Western nation, that imparts an obligation to you to support them. Well, no, it doesn't. Um, you know, they, there is no uh, right to migrate, and there is no obligation on the part of the American people uh, to pay for these people's migration. 
I mean, this is something that, the, again, the Roman church state constantly pushes this idea. And I like the way they say it's balanced with the sovereign right of countries to uphold their borders. Now, that's a, uh, that, now that is a lot of hooey. I have, have followed the Roman, Rome's role in, in, uh, in this whole immigration disaster, whether you're talking about in Europe, whether you're talking about in the United States or perhaps elsewhere in the world. I have never once, and, and I, I mean, I don't claim that I've seen every single um, immigration statement that Rome has ever made that ever, or a representative of the Roman church that's ever made. I, 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 the, I'm sure that I haven't seen anywhere close to all of them. But I've seen a, a fair sample of them, uh, and, and I've, I've been studying this from, for a number of years now, at least the last 10 years. And I can tell you of a truth that I have never once seen the Roman Catholic Church state uphold the, quote, sovereign right of countries to uphold their borders. Never once. Not even once. I mean, what that is, it's, it's a rhetorical tool that they use. It's kind of a... Uh, um, a weasel word, you know, they, they, they talk about that. And so it sounds, people think, oh, well, yeah, you know, they, they really do defend, they, they have a balanced view. No, they don't. No, they don't. I mean, they have, I have never once seen the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops ever uh, take a, a stand on immigration that's beneficial to the citizens of the United States of America. And I'm quite sure that's also the true, true of, of any nation in Europe, too. I mean, it's just attack, 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 attack. And, and I talked a little bit about this. I gave a talk back on Reformation Day about Rome's destructive doctrine of immigration. And, and Rome has always had a, a naked hatred of sovereign nations. You know, this system, this, this international system that, that we have had since the 1600s, it's called the Westphalian World Order. And it came about as a result of the, uh, the, uh, the Treaty of Westphalia, the Peace of Westphalia in, uh, in 1648. And, and one of the things that basically the, uh, the, the, the Peace of Westphalia gave us the modern world. The, uh, and, and it's called the Westphalian World Order. And it's, it's actually um, the opposite of the New World Order. You know, whereas the the New World Order is all about, um, let's see if I can find this here. The New World Order is all about globalism. The Westphalian World Order is all about uh, sovereign nations. And that is, let's see here. <laughs> There's a, there was a, uh, a pope at the time, I think his name was Innocent X, and he... Uh, he had an expression. I'm probably not going to be able to find it here because I know when I ever try to do this, I, I can never find it. But uh, but he 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 talked about how how much he hated the Westphalian world. He hated the idea of sovereign nations. Okay, um, you know the popes have always supported world government. So I mean the idea that that they 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 use this canard that they come out with and they say, oh well, we support the sovereign right of countries to uphold their borders. No, they don't. The Roman Catholic Church hates sovereign countries. They hate, 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 hate them. And they want to destroy them. And they want to rule them with a rod of iron. And they want to use this mass migration that they promote as a means of destroying sovereign countries. Whether it's the United States, whether it's Great Britain, whether it's France, whether it's Germany, whether it's Hungary. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Hungary here in a bit. 
Um, so anyway, uh, so yeah, that's that's another uh, enormous lie out of uh, out of Mark out of Bishop Mark J. Seitz uh, that they support the the right of sovereign countries to uphold their borders. No, they don't. Nonsense. Um, so let's see. Seitz continues. Quote: We maintain that time, resources, and political will are best spent making structural improvements to our broken immigration system. Now, stop right there. Um, well, there's a sense in which that's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that certainly would be true. And, and I think we need to start deport, deporting people. I think we need to build the wall. And most importantly, what we need to do is we need to end this, I, this absurd idea of birthright citizenship for anybody who comes into the country and, and has a child. I mean, you, you may be aware of this. Somebody sneaks across the border and, and has a child in the United States, instant American citizen. That child is an instant American citizen. It makes it almost impossible to deport uh, the parents, regardless of the fact of whether the, the parents came into the country legally or not. Uh, and not only that, not only can you not deport them, but the, par- the parents also have the right to request all these welfare benefits. So they, you know, they, they get fabulous cash and prizes for doing this. This has to go. You know, Donald Trump talked about that. That was part of his campaign in 2016, but he never did anything about it. And this is one of the that, – that, that idea of, of birthright citizenship for the children of illegal aliens is one of the most powerful magnets for bringing people into this country and for abusing the uh, American citizenship, uh, abusing our welfare system. Well, we shouldn't have a welfare system, but, I mean, what that does is, is it's a way of turning a bad situation into an even worse situation. Situation. It takes it from a uh, sort of national socialism to an international socialism where American uh, taxpayers end up footing the bill not just for uh, people who won't work, uh, Americans who won't work, but they also end up footing the bill for people from other countries who won't work. They can't support themselves, won't support themselves, whatever. Um, it's theft. Uh, it is immoral. It's a violation of the Eighth Commandment. And uh, it's a violation of the Constitution as well. Uh, but of course, you know Mark J. Seitz. I know he he thinks that's awesome. He thinks that's awesome that we we need to keep doing that. But yes, we do have a broken immigration system, and it's been broken by the Roman Catholic Jesuit influence, imposter president uh, Joe Biden. I mean, we know who's broken this thing. I mean, he wasn't the only one, but he's the one that has done enormous damage in in just the last two years. I mean, the, the damage that he's inflicted on the United States is unconscionable. The man should be impeached just for that. I mean, personally, I think he should be tried for treason. I mean, but uh, at the very least, I mean, impeachment is the nicest thing I think that could be done uh, with Joe Biden. Uh, and, and he needs to be impeached. Uh, you know, he was put in office by a stolen election. And he, uh, he, he continues to wreak havoc on the United States, and I believe he's doing that at the behest of the Pope. Joe Biden is our second Roman Catholic president. And, and he's carrying, essentially carrying out the Vatican's immigration policy uh, in the United States, and it's about to get much worse than what it has been. So anyway, let's continue here. Uh, uh, here's Seitz, he continues, at, the mo- uh, at a moment when we're witnessing the arrival of greater numbers of families and individuals at our border with Mexico, we call on federal authorities to stand up to critical infrastructure to meet the humanitarian needs. In other words, he wants to make it even easier so more people can pour over our borders. Uh, and more, you know, it, it, and, you know, everything he's doing here, it's, not only, it, it's like pouring gasoline on a fire. He wants this situation to get worse and worse and worse and, and, and for Americans to spend more and more and more and more and more money and it will get worse and worse and more and more money and worse and worse and more and more money. 
This is a situation that's been created by the Roman Catholic Church. So they create the situation, and they say, oh, well, we, we, by which he means American citizens, American taxpayers, have to do something about it. Oh, they create the mess. You and I get to pay for it. That's, and, and that's an all. I mean, that's, I, I guess that's a, a great deal if you mark sites. Um, you know, but, but it's, if you're an American citizen, if you're an American patriot, well, maybe not so much. Especially during this Advent season, these newcomers are visible signs of Christ among us. No, they're not. In what sense are they visible signs of Christ among us? I mean, these people come here, they violate our immigration laws, they, they go in the dole. Uh, I mean, their very presence by coming to the United States, they are committing a crime doing that. Um, that is not a representative of Christ. You know, Christians don't act like that. Let us meet this moment off with policies of exclusion and indifference, but with a spirit of compassion and generosity. Well, I have compassion and generosity. I have compassion and generosity to my fellow Americans. I'm an American citizen. My family's lived here in North America since there was since before there was a uh, since there was before there was a United States. Uh, I have compassion on my fellow Americans. I think I owe my fellow Americans uh, compassion and and support. Uh, before I owe foreigners that. And, and uh, Sites continues, we pledge our support cooperation in meeting these challenges. Well, I guess the we he's talking about in this case is the treasonous brood of vipers, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. Yeah, I'm sure they do because this works to their benefit. And then he continues, today I invite Catholics and all people of faith to pray that through the intercession of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Okay, so so here here we go. So So they're going to pray that through the intercession of Our Lady of Guadalupe, we, be, we may give comfort to those forced to leave their homes, and may Our Lady of Guadalupe guide all those who are entrusted with the responsibility of leadership. Well, that sure sounds like worship, doesn't it? That sure sounds like worship. I mean, he's praying. Praying to whom? Uh, that through the intercession of Our Lady of Guadalupe. So, I mean, you know, the, he, she is their demon goddess. It's a demonic apparition, and they pray that she's going to intercede to uh, to give comfort to those forced to leave their homes. Well, no, they're not. They're not forced to leave their homes. They want to leave their homes. I mean, I can understand why somebody might want to come from uh, a poor country and, and take a shot at getting into the United States. I can understand why they do that. Uh, but no, they're not forced to do this. They choose to do it, and they're encouraged to do it by the Antichrist Roman Catholic Church state, and whatever intercession the demon goddess is going to give, it's not going to be for good. It's not going to be for the good of those people. This does not benefit the people that Rome claims it wants to benefit. It destroys them uh, in many ways. I mean, many of them die in the process. Uh, There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of rape. Uh, I suspect there's probably a lot of robbery and assault. Um, And there's a lot of human trafficking. A lot of these people come to the United States and they end up in conditions that uh, are essentially slavery. Um, or indentured servitude, at the very least. Um, so I mean, they they live very they live very marginalized lives, and you know they've been uprooted from their their homes, from their culture, from their family, uh, and they brought to a strange place, and they're they're taken advantage of. In many ways, these these illegal aliens, and and I I, I do get upset with with what they're doing, but it, but in, in many ways, I think these these illegal aliens are pawns. I mean, they're pawns of the Roman Catholic Church state. It's attempting to use them to carry out its uh, its program of of globalism. 
But no, the Our Lady of Guadalupe is not going to help them. And I'm reminded a little bit, this state reminds me of something. I was talking to uh, to Tim Kaufman. Um, the the Roman Catholic Church, I mean, sometimes your Protestants will say, well, you people pray to Mary. And and uh, I, I think they, they actually do, but but they will come back and they say, oh, no, 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 we don't. I mean, let me read this statement again by Sites. He says, today I invite Catholics and all people of faith to pray that through the intercession of Our Lady of Guadalupe, we may give comfort to those forced to leave their homes. And may Our Lady of Guadalupe guide uh, be a guide to all those entrusted with the responsibility of leadership. Well, that sure sounds a lot like... Uh, like it's a prayer to God. That sure sounds like that. Uh, but they're saying, "Oh no, 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 we don't. We, you know, we we give." Um, I, I think they use the term veneration or hyperdulia. I think is the term when it comes to Mary that they they give to her. Um, but they worship God. But Tim Kaufman gave me a very helpful way of thinking about this when I was talking to him a, a few months ago, and he said it, it really doesn't have anything to do with the actual words that are used, but to whom they are directed. And he gave me an example like, like this. You know, a Roman Catholic might say something like, oh, you know, Our Lady of Guadalupe, you are, are so kind and so generous, and you, you protect us, and you've, you've blessed us and given us so many gifts, and we just think you're wonderful, you're the queen of heaven, blah, 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 etc. And, and, and they'll say, uh, well, that's, that, that's hyperdulia. And then they'll turn around, and they might say something, well, I like God. You know, say, well, that's worship. Now, I mean, the in the the expressions and the the words that they use to say to to praise Our Lady of Guadalupe are much more, um, uh, you know, much a, a much deeper expression of of love and gratitude and this sort of thing. You know, they 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 you know, oh, you're Queen of Heaven. Oh, you're all these wonderful things. And, oh, God. Well, yeah, yeah, we like God. We 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 like Jesus. And so it's it's anything directed at Mary is by definition hyperdulia. But anything directed toward God is by definition uh worship. Um even if it's even if they just say, Yeah, I, I like God. Yeah, yeah, God, he's pretty good. Um that's that would be considered worship. So, you know, don't don't be fooled. Yeah, it's it. You know, they 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 try to fool people and say, well, you know, because they're directing these things to Mary, that it's it's not worship. But I mean, if you look at the language of what sites, you know, Bishop Sites uses here, that sure sounds a lot like worship. So, anyway, um, I see I've been going on goodness about forty minutes. Um, one other thing I wanted to show you, and, and again, I've I've talked so much about the fact that that, that Rome is deeply involved in. Uh, in uh, the uh, the border crisis. Uh, I want you to take a look at this picture. Now, this is from uh, Catholic News Service. This is a headline. This is back on December 1st, 2016. So this is six years ago. But look at this picture here. We're talking about Our Lady of Guadalupe. Um, let me just read the... Uh, the caption on that here says a statue of Our Lady of Guadalupe is unloaded from a truck after a November 19th procession to the U.S.-Mexico border fence in Tijuana, Mexico, where mass was celebrated. The mass and a procession with the statue of Our Lady of Guadalupe were called to remember and pray for migrants. So, I mean, you can see the border wall kind of right here in the background. And, here, and like I say, the statue of uh, Mary, this thing's so big, I guess they had to unload it from a truck. Um, I mean, if you look at it, it looks like it's probably like roughly a, a life-size image of, of Mary. Of, of our, you know, and this is Our Lady of Guadalupe. 
Um, this is the way she always uh, appears uh, when you see her. Um, again, you know, this is the uh, the demon goddess of uh, of Mexico, and and this is the type of thing that has. Uh, kept the Mexican people in darkness for, I think, what was it, 1531? So almost 500 years. I guess it's, uh, uh, what, uh, 491 years at this point. So, um, yeah, almost 500 years uh, the people of Mexico have been in darkness um, and through the uh, uh, the worship, in my opinion, worship of, uh, of, uh, of the demon goddess uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Uh, they've been fooled. They've been hoaxed. Uh, and they are being hoaxed to this very day. And, and I do have compassion on these people because they're, they're people that are badly misled. They're badly misused uh, by the, the people that they consider to be their church leaders, their pastors, their bishops, their priests. Uh, they are being lied to and they are being deceived. And, and as Christians, you know, we need to, to be in prayer. Uh, that God would undeceive many, that he would open their eyes, that he would cause them to believe the gospel of justification by faith alone. I mean, that, that's what we hope for these people. You know, I, I don't wish them ill. I, I don't hate them. Um, but this, this stuff at the border has got to stop. And in this stuff, I mean, this is coming straight out of Rome. It is the Roman Catholic Church. It is the Antichrist, Pope Francis, and his Antichrist system, the Roman Catholic Church, that are promoting it. They are the ones that are doing that. They are the chief actors in all of this. And that's one of the most important things. If you're a Christian, if you're an American, but if you're a Christian in particular, you have to understand this. I keep pounding on this thing, and I'm going to keep pounding on it because it's it's true. And you know that that is where this is coming from. The this is coming from Antichrist. This is coming from the Antichrist Roman Catholic Church state. Headed by the office of Antichrist, which is the papacy. You know the the uh, the original Westminster Confession of Faith. You know it talked about uh, the head of the Church, and it says there is no other head of the Church but the Lord Jesus Christ. Nor can the Pope of Rome in any sense be head thereof. But is that Antichrist, that man of sin and son of perdition, that exalteth himself in the Church against Christ and all that is called God? And I would maintain that the Westminster the uh, Westminster Divines got it right the first time. That's still true, and, and that, that is my stance on that as well. Uh, and again, that's not born out of, out of hatred to people, uh, but it's born really out of, out of a love for, for the Lord and for the Lord Jesus Christ that, uh, and, and his exclusivity, uh, that he's the, and the exclusive head of the church, the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no other head of the church. Uh, yet the, the Pope of Rome does make that claim, and that's an outrageous and blasphemous claim. And may... The Lord have mercy on those people who are in the, the Roman Catholic Church and bring many of them out. So let's see if there's anything else here. I think that's about, like I say, I've been going on longer than, uh, than what I thought. Oh, here's a headline here. Now, this is a, a new headline. It was just from December 15th uh, from the St. Louis Review. I take it this is a, a Roman Catholic uh, paper here. And there's a headline, Mary accompanies migrants heading north, Pope says on Guadalupe Feast. So here's what the Pope said uh, last week. He says, During this bitter time of war, hunger, injustice, and poverty, Our Lady of Guadalupe invites everyone to open their lives to her son Jesus and to learn to love others as he does, Pope Francis said. 
The Lord, through the Virgin Mother, continues to give us his son who called uh, caused a fraternity to set aside selfishness, indifference, and enmity, inviting us to get involved with each other without delay, to go out and meet our brothers and sisters who have been forgotten and discarded by the, our consumerist and indifferent societies. And, and he continues on with this. And in these words, they they can sound very, very Christian to some people. But, of course, the Our Lady of Guadalupe does not point us to her son uh, because, of course, Our Lady of Guadalupe is a demon. Demon doesn't have a son, and and you know this is a a terrible hoax. Um, let's see here. It says Pope Francis passed a banner of Our Lady of Guadalupe as he left after Mass, marking the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe in St. Peter's Basilica at the Vatican on December twelfth. So so they're they're having feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe in the Vatican. This is a big deal. I mean this this is a, is a great big huge deal, and of course then the uh, his uh, his lackeys. Uh, his bishops and cardinals and all these other guys, I mean, they're out there pushing the propaganda uh, as well. And, of course, Mark J. Seitz is a good servant of Antichrist, is out there telling the blasphemous lies of the Pope and repeating them uh, and applying them to uh, to our border. And somehow, I guess, Mark Seitz seems to think that things going on right now are awesome. Uh, well, they're not awesome. You know, and you can, you can find all of these border reports uh, out there. Um, here's one. This is from uh, Bill Malugin of Fox News, and he says, uh, Customs and Border Patrol source tells Fox News in the last 24 hours alone, the El Paso sector saw 2,592 migrant encounters, with less than 400 Title 42 expulsions. Per source, El Paso sector has seen at least 139,118 migrant encounters since October 1st. So that's just, uh, what, two and a half months ago. A 255% increase over the same time last year. And, uh, of course, Mark Seitz, he wants even more of this stuff, and so does the Pope. Uh, here's another one. This is from December 15th. Border Patrol facilities in El Paso presently have 5,251 non-citizens in custody. Uh, here's another one from Bill Malugin. Uh, this is from December 16th. Uh, our Fox News drone is over hundreds of migrants as they cross illegally into Eagle Pass, Texas right now. Per CBP source, this Del Rio sector has already seen 115,000 plus illegal crossings since 10-1, up 56% over the same time last year, which was the highest year in sector history. Um, here we go. Here's uh, This is from uh, last week here. This is a headline in another Roman Catholic paper called Crux. Uh, Pope thanks Brownsville Flores for accompanying migrants. This is from December 6, 2022. And so the Pope gave uh, his gold star to the Bishop of Brownsville, Texas. Now, Brownsville, I mentioned, you know, El Paso is in the far west of Texas. Well, Brownsville is in the far east of Texas. It's right, I think, close to the Gulf Coast, the Gulf of Mexico. But it's still right on the border of Mexico. And the uh, says, Pope Francis recently wrote to uh, Bishop Daniel Flores of Brownsville, Texas, thanking him and the diocese as a whole for their work accompanying immigrants at the southern border. Well, they're not accompanying immigrants. They're encouraging mass migration. They're encouraging the invasion of the United States of America. They're not accompanying immigrants. That just sounds so nice. No, they are working day and night to subvert the United States of America. That is uh, Daniel Flores and his, uh, his diocese. They're not accompanying migrants. Yeah, that's that's a that's a whitewash if ever there was one. Boy, that's some propaganda. And down here too in the same article, let's see. 
He gave a gold star. Oh, yeah, because it wasn't just Daniel Flores he gave a gold star to. It says, included in the Diocese of Brownsville's robust immigration service programs is the Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley Humanitarian Respite Center, which helps hundreds of migrants every day get their immediate needs taken care of and get set up to continue on the next destination in the United States. In other words, the Roman Catholic Church aids and abets the violation of federal law uh, and the breaking of American immigration law. And they, they openly do this, and nobody says, oh, what are you doing? How come these people aren't arrested? How come Daniel Flores isn't arrested? How come the people of, of the Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley are not being arrested? In a letter to Flores, Francis also noted that, quote, the efforts that must be made to adequately accompany the migratory reality are multiple. No, you're creating the migratory reality with your policies of giving away the entire country. You create this. The Roman Catholic Church creates this situation. Um, and Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley, that's a that's a really a treasonous organization as well. It's headed by this nun. Her name is Norma Pimentel. And uh last year in 2021, you know, she uh uh got busted bringing in all these COVID positive migrants. And of course, this was at a time when you know Americans were being locked down. Uh, when Biden was making rumblings about force vaccinating people, you know, you got to take the killer death shot or, or you're going to lose your job. Uh, they were being subject to mask requirements and, and all kinds of restrictions. But at the same time, uh, Norma Pimentel and Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley was flooding Brownsville, Texas, with COVID-positive migrants and paying to put them up in uh, local hotels. And probably with your tax dollars, because Catholic Charities gets the majority of its funding from, uh, from the federal government. So, I mean, that was probably your tax dollars at work uh, funneled through the treasonous organization of Catholic Charities. They were bringing in COVID-positive migrants. And when she was confronted about that and asked, you know, how many COVID-positive migrants there were, her response to Bill Malugin of Fox News was, I've been advised not to say. Uh, isn't that just what you would expect out of Rome? That's how those guys roll, or gals roll in her case. Um, you know, they commit these appalling crimes and they take no responsibility for them. They just say, well, I just don't want to talk about it. Uh, you know, I would like to know how come she's not been arrested. How come Daniel Flora, how come he has not been arrested? These people openly encourage the violation of American law, and nobody does anything. Pretty amazing, isn't it? And nobody even talks about this. Like I say, I, I've gone, you, you can find this stuff. I mean, it's not like I'm going, uh, rooting through some, you know, 12th century dusty library to find this stuff. It's right out there on the internet. They don't even try to hide it. But yet nobody in the mainstream news ever talks about this stuff. And that's why I talk about it. And that's why Christians ought to be talking about it. And they need to know about it. You know, the Pope of Rome is not our brother in Christ. He's your mortal enemy. If you're a Christian... He's your mortal enemy. You need to understand that. Anyway, I've gone on enough here for tonight. Uh, I've been going on for almost an hour. <laughs> anyway, um, I hope you got something out of this. Thanks so much for taking your time to watch. Appreciate that. And uh, may the Lord bless you. Wish you a blessed Lord's Day. Um, today, I guess I should say, it's, uh, since this is Sunday morning. And I will, uh, Lord willing, I will uh, be back uh, soon to, to do another episode. And uh, until then... Uh, may the spirit of truth guide you in all truth as you read and study God's word. Mm-hmm.